G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Over this coming hour, one of the central tenets of Christianity is that God is Trinity, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Now, for some, that's a little confusing. But what does it mean for the Christian believer who has invited Christ to come and live in their heart, in their life? And what difference does it make that Christ lives in believers by his presence, the presence of the Holy Spirit? Well, often we accept by faith that the Spirit of God lives in us, but we're often left a little confused. How does he change us from within? What does his voice sound like? How does he lead me in the purposes of God for my life? What about things like spiritual gifts or the fruit of the Holy Spirit? Well, today, let's try and connect some dots to appreciate the bigger picture. Our special guest through this coming hour is Catherine Ruanala, who has a prophetic and healing ministry and travels internationally as a conference speaker. She's known for her ability to reach across denominational walls and inspires believers to expect the fires of revival and ignite a fresh passion in the hearts of believers to go deeper in their relationship with God. Well, Catherine hosts her own television show called Glory City TV and is the author of the books Living in the Miraculous, How God's Love is Expressed Through the Supernatural, and Wilderness to Wonders, Embracing the Power of Process. Now, Catherine has a new book. The new book is Life with the Holy Spirit, Enjoying Intimacy with the Spirit of God. Catherine and her husband, Tom, are founders and senior ministers of a church called Glory City Church in Brisbane, and they oversee International Glory City Church Network, which has a growing number of churches around the world. Catherine is also the founder and coordinator of the Australian Prophetic Council. So expect an interesting conversation through this next hour, one you can be a part of. We'll open our talkback lines on one eight hundred three sixteen. but a special welcome to you, Catherine Ruanala. So good to be here, Neil. Thanks for having me. Now, Catherine, you're just fresh back from the United States where you were there talking about your new book. Uh, How did things go? Who did you talk to while you were there? We had a a wonderful opportunity to uh, be on the 700 Club and, um, and the 700 Club Interactive. And just I love the hunger that people have you know, all throughout the world. People want to know God. And it's, it's a desire the Holy Spirit's put within us. So to be able to talk about him has been such a delight and such a joy. And your book, uh, obviously, uh, promoting it there in the United States. Uh, when you appear on a widely seen television program like the 700 Club, is there a spike in sales? Are people all of a sudden interested in this Australian woman? It's wonderful, actually. I had the opportunity um, on the 700 Club to be on at the same time as Darlene Check, and so they were... Um, promoting these two Aussie girls. 
but you know, it is, it's wonderful opportunity and it's a favor of the Lord. I'm so grateful it's his doing because being able to get the word out that the Lord really wants to have a genuine, real, intimate relationship with us, that the Holy Spirit is not just a, a force that we, we have no um, connection with, but is, is a person that, that the Lord himself wants to fellowship with us, is a message that is such a privilege to be able to share with as many people as possible. And we've been amazed to see how the Lord has really just favored this book. There's something special about it. I mentioned uh, you have a wonderful gift to be able to cut across some denominational barriers because sometimes people coming from different denominations have a different idea of what this intimacy with God is like. How do you describe what intimacy is? I mean, for people who have grown up in church all of their life and they go through the routine and they have a wonderful routine, in fact, uh, sharing Holy Communion in their local church, uh, or uh, in the way that they live their lives, uh, things uh, are, are different for some people. Some people got that uh, that wonderful intimacy that comes from their daily Bible reading, from a prayer time. When you describe intimacy with the Holy Spirit, how do you describe that, which is meaningful for Christians right across all the denominations? Mm, well, I think it's really interesting. In this year, 2017, uh, I've been saying, as I have a lot of prophets been talking about being the year of John 17, that we may be one. And I think the thing that connects us as the body of Christ is our relationship with Jesus. And we have the capacity to have relationship with him by the Holy Spirit, who's continually wanting to reveal Christ, reveal the Father. And so intimacy with the Holy Spirit, I think, is something that is is not unique to a stream. It is the essence of the of the Christian faith, that we would have genuine relationship. We've just celebrated Easter and the incredible message of the reality of what Christ did so that we could be in connection with him. And without the Holy Spirit making Christ real to us, we can't we can't really walk in relationship. And so I believe intimacy with him is something Jack Frost used to say, intimacy, it could be broken down into into me see where we actually open up our hearts and we say, Lord, here I am, everything about me, I, I can trust you. And this is what I love about the, the Lord is that he understands us. He He gets me, even though I'm complicated. I, I don't have to explain everything about myself and justify myself to him. I can be open and real and he loves me no matter what. And the more open I am with him and the more I let myself um commune with him through fellowship, through the word of God, uh, through prayer, through praying in the Holy Spirit, the more I, I get to know him and the more I know him, the more I can trust him. And as as I um, have learned that he wants to meet my deepest needs, that my every one of us have natural needs. I mean, you look at the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You, there's We all have natural needs, but the Holy Spirit wants to meet every one of our needs more powerfully than any human ever could. And I believe that as believers start to embrace true fellowship with the Holy Spirit and allow him to meet those deep needs and deeply satisfy us, we become confident toward God. We can be then able to minister to other people instead of looking to them to try and fulfill what only the Holy Spirit can do for us. Catherine, let's talk about the Holy Spirit living within, because for some people, they'll be thinking, well, the Holy Spirit 
comes upon people or uh, falls from somewhere. But the Bible teaching is that that when we are uh, born again, then the Spirit of God comes to live in us. So this living in us, uh, for some people, they'll be thinking, well, maybe he's only a little bit in there. Uh, maybe I've, you know, like the glass, which is half full, it's half full of me and half full of him. Uh, or how do we get filled with the Holy Spirit? Uh, how does the presence of the Holy Spirit sort of overflow us? And sometimes we're hearing that imagery, rivers of living water, those sorts of things. But when we talk about the Holy Spirit living within, what does that mean to you? Well, you know, when we are born again, when we surrender our lives to Christ and receive his new life, when we are baptized into his death and into his resurrection um, and by faith, and that's that's how we do it, it's by grace we're saved through faith, by faith embracing uh, that when Christ died, we died and we were raised up with him. The Bible says that we are born again, that we are no longer born of as the uh, first Adam, but born of the last Adam, Jesus, and we become new creations. And to be born again means to get a new heart, that our, he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. That's our crookedness. And the way that that happens is that he gives us his spirit. He He comes and he lives on the inside of us. But then uh, he also said, after he breathed on the disciples and and uh they received the Holy Spirit. He said, tarry in Jerusalem and wait until the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And we see through the book of Acts, fillings and again, being them being filled again. And life with the Holy Spirit is not only him living on the inside of us, which is what has brought us salvation, made us new creations, but it's also in him we live and move and have our being. And the more we hunger and thirst after him, the more he delights to come upon us with power, to clothe us with power from on high. And I believe that we can be filled and filled again and filled again. And just like in Ephesians 3, where it talks about being filled with all the fullness of God, I believe it's an ongoing process that the Holy Spirit wants us to recognize our need for him so that we can continually go to him to receive the power that flows from him. The Bible says it's not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. And, it's, and his spirit living in us and his spirit coming continually upon us is what will make us the light of the world. And when we talk about being filled with the Holy Spirit, of course, the contrast to that is that there is an emptying. So uh, this continual need to be refilled, is that a little more like a refreshing because uh, the need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I mean, there's other things we can talk about with regard to the Trinity too as, mm. as one of the uh, examples of how we understand the Trinity. Sometimes uh, people talk about Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Of course, one God, but the continual filling and refilling and emptying and refilling that happens within the relationship within God himself, I mean, it's an amazing uh, illustration to talk about, but this idea of uh, of uh, expending the Holy Spirit and needing the refilling, what are your thoughts? Well, I think to be filled to overflowing, you've got to be continually, continually receiving. And we're, we're called to have as out of our bellies will flow rivers of living water. And that is as we uh, 
receive his love and give it away. The more we give, the more we receive. And and that's the delight of the Christian walk is that as Christ is, so are we in this world. And he loved so magnificently. But the Bible says we love because he first loved us. And the more love we receive from him, the more capacity we have to be able to give that love. Without receiving, our natural need for affection, for value, for 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 meaning, significance, all of that um, is, is needed to be met by the one who can do alone what no one else can do. And that is to satisfy us and to help us understand who he is in our identity in him, that we would be rooted and grounded in love. That's why I love that uh, prayer in Ephesians 3 about the Holy Spirit wanting, Paul prays for the Holy Spirit to strengthen us on the inside so that we can comprehend the love of Christ that passes knowledge, so that we can understand and really supernaturally become aware of Christ dwelling in our hearts through faith. That is the spirit of Christ himself, not a little bit of God, but God himself living on the inside of us. No longer we who live, but Christ, the spirit of Christ living inside of us and receiving continuously his love, his power, so that we can give it away and uh, and, and live connected to God, not separate from him, not like orphans on the outside or people who've got a, a ticket to heaven, but as people who are connected as one with him. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Certainly good to have you along with us on this Wednesday edition of 2020. We are talking about one of the very important and yet sometimes confusing aspects of our Christian faith, the indwelling presence of God in our lives and how he dwells in us by the presence of the Holy Spirit. 1-800-316-316 is our number, and we're talking about a new book that is available wherever you find good Christian books, Life with the Holy Spirit. The author is Catherine Ruanala, and Catherine is our guest this hour. Catherine, when we talk about the Holy Spirit living within us, connecting in some sense us to the very nature of God, when we talk about having fellowship with God, how does that relate to our our new relationship now that we're uh, the old has passed away and all things become new and it's really a lot to do with this presence of God the Holy Spirit living in us. I think you know the Holy Spirit reveals Christ and reveals the Father to us and is our connection to the Godhead. God the Father the Son the Holy Spirit. We have this beautiful one God, but He's also a picture of family. And the Holy Spirit witnesses in our heart. It says that he causes us to cry out, Abba, Father, that is, Daddy God. He helps us understand that we now belong, that we are, we are accepted within the family of God. And it, it's such a powerful thing. But I remember at school, um, I, I went to an Anglican girls' school, and we'd say the grace at the end of every assembly. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all this day and forevermore. Amen. And I'd say this and say this, uh, but one day when I was older, I was listening to the audio Bible and suddenly it just hit me. What does this really mean? May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us. You know, why did Paul pray that we would know these things? 
you know, it, it's not something that we take for granted or just something that just happens as a byproduct. It's an intentional invitation that's waiting for a response. And the Holy Spirit is inviting us into a very real friendship, a real um, connection where we talk with him. It was a confusing idea for me, though, because I'd always talked to the Father in the name of Jesus, and I didn't even know if it was sort of theologically correct to address the Holy Spirit. I, I, I wasn't sure what the rules were. But when I began to understand that the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of the Father, the Spirit of Jesus, that that they are one, and that he is, biblically, the Bible talks about uh, him being our teacher, our counselor, our comforter, I began to realize, well, I, I must be able to talk to him if he's my teacher, my comforter, my counselor. And so I began to intentionally fellowship with the Holy Spirit. I would would seek him as the one... He is the spirit of wisdom and revelation. And I'd say, Holy Spirit, I want to know you. I want to know more about who God is. Spirit of wisdom and revelation. Enlighten the eyes of my understanding in the knowledge of him. And as I began to acknowledge his presence with me throughout my day-to-day walk, I began to realize the comfort of the Holy Spirit is so much more wonderful than I'd ever understood. It's so much more than a theory or an idea or a, you know just a doctrine. It's an it's an applied truth that that He wants to minister to us. I, I've had times where I've been walking and in, in been in such deep uh, distress or sadness and. He's in. He's there, walking with me. His arm around me. I love the Passion translation in Psalm thirty-eight. He says, "You know my deepest longings and my greatest desires. My tears are liquid words, and you can read them all." And it, you know, the Holy Spirit can interpret our tears. He can lead us to pray, remind us of the words of Jesus. But He's jealous to help us, and that jealousy is that He's He knows how much He can help us if we would only acknowledge His presence and, and intentionally fellowship with this One who wants to be so much help to us, our ever-present help in time of need. Holy Spirit, the Helper. It is refreshing, isn't it? And it's something unique to our Christian faith, that the presence of God indwells believers. Uh, For some people, they have this understanding or this confusion, you might say, about, well, they say, well, God is a trinity, but somehow or other we know that God the Father, I can relate to him as Mm -hmm. as a father, uh, then Jesus, God's son, well, uh, we know that Jesus uh, comes into our lives. Uh, he's the one who has secured our salvation. But then there's this Holy Spirit who's a little bit like, oh, he must be like the force. You know, it's like uh, Star Wars, the force be with you. And it's this power that uh, that lives within, but we don't give him the personality that we are understanding from the scriptures. But he is equally the third person of the Godhead, and you can talk to him. Absolutely. You know, I I relate so beautifully to Papa God, Father God, and and to, to Christ as my Savior. Um, and I, I used to feel a little confused. You know, does one get jealous if we talk to the other? But he is one. So when I'm speaking to the Father, I'm I'm speaking to to God. But by acknowledging the Holy Spirit in my everyday life, um, what I'm doing is is 
embracing the invitation into relationship, into fellowship, that the Bible makes so clear is a desire of the Father's heart, that we would fellowship with his spirit. And I believe that as we as we intentionally take time to fellowship with him, he wants to he wants to help us in practical ways every day, uh, helping us as we read the Bible, enlightening our eyes. And by acknowledging his presence, you know, I believe we uh, make so much, we get so much more benefit um, from this relationship. Jesus was excited about going away. He said, it is better that I go because the Holy Spirit will come. And and his presence, the spirit of Jesus the person of Christ, his spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit is walking with us, talking with us and longing to have fellowship with us. A lot of people would think, oh, wouldn't it be wonderful to have been able to walk the earth, walk, walk the earth with Jesus in person? But we can walk the earth with the spirit of Christ, the spirit of God in person every day. Jesus said, it's, it's better that I go away because you're going to have this beautiful relationship with me, with the Spirit of God. And uh, I believe we need to really be responding to that opportunity. We are taking calls, 1-800-316-316. Let's take a call from Shelby in Sunnybank in Queensland. Hello, Shelby. Welcome along. Hello, Neil. Um, Catherine, you're Neil. Catherine, I'm not a very good reader, um, in a sense, and... um, um, I think I might have written, read maybe uh, maybe two books in my whole life. I'm 69 now. Um, and I, I, when I first came to the Lord, uh, well, like my, my mother sent me off to Sunday school when I was six, seven, eight, nine, and that's what set the stone in place. But um, in my teenage, I came to the Lord, and in my 20s, I decided I would read the Bible. But I only got through the parts of the gospel, and I only... Um, did say Revelation and, and a little bit of Genesis, and, and but I was totally convinced in, in everything of uh, God and the universe and, and the creation and so on. So, um, but I was recently invited to a, a very good friend of mine, uh, they're South African and they have this little home group, see, and he said, oh, can you come? And I said, well, tonight I don't have tied up, so I'll come over. Anyway, we're going through the um, this Bible, um, uh, you know, group uh, lessons on, the, on on this Monday night, two weeks back. Anyway, um, I I was actually coming going ahead of the leader, and in actual fact, in the second time I did this, I actually said exactly where he was going to in the scripture, the uh, New Standard Version, um, and he just looked at me in awe of his goblet and said, "Well, where did you pick that up?" And and, and I, I can only say one thing. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the Trinity of the, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And, and the Spirit speaks to me at different times. And I, I haven't even read parts of the Bible, and yet I know what it's saying. Isn't that um, exciting? That is, yeah. that, is, that is so exciting. It reminds me of a story, actually, um, by uh, Jackie Pullinger that she tells, uh, that she led a young man to Christ who had never heard anything about the gospel, never heard anything about Jesus. And uh, as she led him to Jesus, and then she uh, led him in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And he was just, she had 10 minutes with him in between a court case where he was about to be sentenced in in Hong Kong uh, for 
a crime that would be putting him on death row. Well, she didn't have access to him, I think, for maybe three years. And when she went, finally got in to see him, she expected that he may not have even remembered that he gave his life to Christ. But she, she got in there. He'd, he had no access to a Bible. He'd known nothing except the 10 minutes that she'd had with him, leading him to Jesus, leading him in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, speaking in other tongues. And she got in there and found that he had actually, he had a Bible study group without a Bible where the Holy Spirit had taught him the the scriptures and he had led seven others or so to Christ and was praying regularly in the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit was downloading the mysteries of God to him. Uh, so it's amazing. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. And why, while I put a really high value on people spending time in the Word of God, they don't have to read uh, large reams of it, but even just meditating on you know, a, a scripture a day uh, is is so powerful, but the Holy Spirit will enlighten us. He will teach us. Catherine, let's talk some more about the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives. I mean, does he have a job description? Is it something you can restrict the Holy Spirit to, to say that he has a role? Uh, because the Bible teaches that he uh, affects us in a whole lot of different ways, leads us into truth, uh, is a comforter. What do you see with the role of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer? Uh, in him we live and move and have our being. Without him we can do nothing. Uh, but the Holy Spirit, I believe, wants to meet our every need. And, uh, you know, I love the way the Scripture talks about him as the spirit of wisdom and revelation, the spirit of truth, the spirit of power, the spirit of might, the spirit of counsel. I mean, there are so many different names of the Holy Spirit. And these are deliberately given, I believe, as invitations for us to, to respond to, that the Holy Spirit jealously wants to help us. He is our helper, our ever-present help in time of need. And my time of need is all the time. And actually, I believe all of us, our time of need is all the time. Increasingly, I've been uh, wanting to pray that prayer in Revelation chapter 3. Well, it's not a prayer. It's a a statement that I don't want to be that person that thinks themselves rich and full and having need of nothing. But I ask the Lord for salve that I could see and recognize my need for God, my need for the Holy Spirit, because when I understand my need, then I will go and get the help that he so longs to give. And that help is not just for crisis times. It's for our everyday walking around and, and living. He wants to reveal to us the truth of our salvation, the, the joy of our salvation, so that we can really understand that we have been set free from ourselves. When we have received Christ, we have been crucified with him, raised up with him, seated with him in heavenly places. We've been set free from our old lives and we have been given new life in Christ. And I believe that one of the most important things the Holy Spirit wants to do is reveal to us what that new life looks like, that we are now the righteousness of God in Christ, that our sin, as we've confessed our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us 
cleanse us from all unrighteousness, and that he has qualified us to be in relationship with him. The Bible talks about um, if our hearts condemn us, he is greater than our hearts. And that if we do, if our hearts do not condemn us, then we have confidence toward God. And I believe the Holy Spirit wants to reveal what Christ has done in us so that we can have that confidence toward God, so that we're not looking through the eyes of shame or fear or guilt or anxiety, worried whether we're good enough or whether we're accepted. He wants to reveal to us continuously the incredible acceptance that we now have through faith in the blood of Jesus, in the the Savior. And he wants us to reveal to us our identity, that we are now uh, the righteousness of God in Christ, because it's only the righteous who are as bold as lions. He needs to convince us continually of the truth of what Jesus Christ has done for us. Let's enlarge a little on this issue of identity, because the Holy Spirit has a significant role here, and he's not just there for trivialities. Uh, He's not just there to perform a little entertaining sign and wonder uh, here and there, because our identity, as we understand it, was in sin. And as we come out of that identity of sinfulness and the sinful nature that governs all that we are and all that we do, the Holy Spirit is leading us into a new identity, an identity that conforms to Christ. Let's talk about this, which is not on trivialities and little things, but this is this is huge for yeah. every believer that the Holy Spirit is transforming us from within. Absolutely. You know, um, we, we're taught in Scripture that believers are not, uh, shouldn't be unequally yoked. And um, a friend of mine, uh, Brian Simmons, talks about how important it is to understand that God wouldn't unequally yoke his son. And as a bride of Christ, we've, we've become new creations. We've had to be made new. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to be in fellowship with God. What fellowship can light have with darkness? And the Holy Spirit, I believe, helps us to understand what has happened within our identity to qualify us to be able to be united with God. And um, that's such an amazing, amazing thing. The Spirit of God wants to release to us truth that uh, helps us to employ the faith that he gives us to know that we have uh, become new creations so that we can boldly approach the throne of grace, so that we can boldly come to him and have fellowship with him that is uh, not based in fear and shame, but in a confidence that not by anything we've done, but by the power of the blood of Jesus, we now are qualified to have relationship with God, which is such an amazing thing that I believe that causes us to walk in a deeper level of humility and joy. Uh, but it's it's this revelation of what has happened to us in having our hearts circumcised in becoming new creations through the the blood of Jesus Christ, which is better than the blood of bulls and goats, as it says in Hebrews. Uh, not only has our sin been covered, but we've been changed from the inside out. And this is something the Holy Spirit wants to really reveal to us that that Jesus wasn't just a um an updated version of the blood of bulls and goats, but he he came to bring a new covenant where we would actually get a new heart. 
And the Holy Spirit wants to reveal to us what that new heart looks like. Because as a man thinks in his heart, the Bible says, so is he. If we, if we believe ourselves to have received a new heart, a new nature, the nature of Christ, then we will begin to believe that we have power to walk as he walks, as, as he is, in holiness, in righteousness, that doesn't come out of a striving or out of our own human capacity, but by the power of the Holy Spirit to live in the identity that we now have as new creations in Christ. And of course, it would be easy for us to be tempted uh, to think that somehow or other, if those nice things are happening within us, because the Holy Spirit lives within us, uh, that somehow or other that's uh, a token presence uh, or reward for goodness. And we know that we're saved by God's grace, not because of anything good in us, but, but by some sort of reward. But there is something much deeper too, and I'll get your thoughts, because sometimes we talk about the eternal purposes of God. What is God about doing in his mission on the face of the earth? What is God doing when he gives us a great commission to go into all the world and preach the gospel and make disciples of people? I imagine that when we talk about the eternal purposes of God, he is fulfilling those by the Holy Spirit who lives in individual believers. Yes, you know, the scripture says that he's laid up good works in advance for us to do. And uh, and Jesus said a most amazing thing. He said, greater works than these shall they do. Uh, greater works than Jesus did because we have uh, the Holy Spirit living in us for our, uh, from the time we are born again. He lives within us and we have the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead living in us. And Christ in us wants to be the light of the world. He wants to affect the whole world around us. And that's why I think it is so important that we embrace and acknowledge the presence of the Holy Spirit. We look to him for the help he wants to give us because otherwise we can be hindered by the lies of the enemy that wants to uh, limit us in our thinking, make us believe that we are we're not fully redeemed, that we're not uh, as he is, but that we're just these weak humans who uh, perhaps are, are connected to some something. The, the Lord, I believe, the Spirit of God wants so much for us to embrace the, the raw reality of what it means now to be in Christ, to have our lives hidden with him, to be dead with him, raised up with him, and now alive in him as new creations, because it is that reality that I believe is the only way we can have confidence to believe that the Lord wants to do great things through us. Catherine, for people who have been struggling with their own insecurities, their own identity issues, drawn to the things of the world, uh, struggling with the idea of being drawn to the things of God, uh, there's a certain sense in which uh, you can think of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, as a softly, softly, gentle approach, one who's walking close by and gently maneuvering. But there's another side of the Holy Spirit, too, uh, which is described uh, as dynamic, uh, as, as, you know, with, from the same word where I think we get the word dynamite, the dunamis power of the Holy Spirit. So there is sort of something in here for, for people who like a softly, softly approach, but there's also this really dynamic, empowering, uh, overcoming uh, power of the Holy Spirit that we also ought to really capture a hold of. 
Well, I think anyone uh, interested in, in knowing more about that could read the book of Acts and recognize this is an invitation for us, that the Spirit of God within us wants to uh, see the gospel proclaimed through our lives, not with um, persuasive words of men's wisdom, but with demonstration of the Spirit's power. And the Spirit's power is amazing. We've been seeing amazing miracles as people have been healed and set free and delivered. Wonderful things that are complete demonstrations of the power of the Spirit of Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit, who uh, is demonstrating that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I, I believe as the Spirit of God helps us to connect with the Father, connect with the Son, He empowers us to trust Him. You know, it's very difficult to trust someone you don't know. And the Holy Spirit wants to lead us to know God so intimately and so powerfully that that uh, trust and faith becomes a, a simple matter, an overflow, not something we're trying to have, but something that we do have because we have the faith of Christ living within us. We are taking calls, 1-800-316-316. Let's hear from Jonathan in Perth. Hello, Jonathan. Welcome along. Thanks for being patient. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, uh, uh, as Elizabeth was speaking, what came to my mind is that, uh, you know, when the disciples were, they left Christ, Christ and sent and went to heaven, before they went, all the ministry, they never knew what to do. There was people full of fear and, and everything. But after the fear with the Holy Spirit, you can see that a lot of Peter was a changed one. Even the one the time, they, because he healed somebody who was uh, helpless and they were at the gate of beauty or begging for things. But when Peter prayed and he got healed, he and John were going to the place, the house of prayer, and the God got healed. The Sahedrin, they got vest over him while he was using the name of Christ. And Peter was so bold that he said, whether you like it or not, but I will proclaim about who are hoy, who are south way, who are eight way, and they, everything with him. So I saw the boldness of the Holy Spirit was in Peter, and there was no fear in him throughout his ministry. So as a Christian today, if we don't allow the Holy Spirit to take grab us and hold us, we are cowards. We fear everything. Anything come to us, we panic and, and deny our faith. But the Holy Spirit gave us our bonus to stand in time of persecution. Jonathan, so wonderful there. thoughts there from timidity to boldness, uh, one of the empowering signs of the Holy Spirit, Catherine. Absolutely. You know, I believe that when uh, the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost, uh, it, people were amazed at these uh, these fishermen, these uneducated men that were were speaking with such boldness and with such power. Peter proclaimed uh, to the three thousand that day, uh, boldly preaching, and that is that is something the Holy Spirit does for us. He gives us a boldness that uh, connects us in our, our revelation to the fact that we've been accepted, that we are not. Uh, any longer sinners, but we have become saints by the power of the blood of Jesus. And the, the holy boldness of Christ wants to ha- help us to have a confidence to be able to say, such as I have, give I thee. What do you have? The Holy Spirit wants you to know what you have, that you have the same power that lived in Christ, that was upon Christ, uh, living in you and wanting to come upon you and fill you and empower you. you know, John said when he saw Jesus coming, 
that one is coming who will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And that fire of the Holy Spirit is something that uh, the Lord wants so much to reveal to people so that they can boldly proclaim, boldly witness uh, in the power of the Holy Spirit to see people connected to Christ in relationship. Thank you to Jonathan in Perth. Let's take a call from Jacinta in Melbourne. Hello, Jacinta. Welcome along. Oh, hi there. What are your thoughts, Jacinta? Well, um, I just tuned in about um, half an hour ago and I was listening to uh, uh, the lady talking about prayer and, um, you know, calling on the Holy Spirit and everything. Yes. And I was brought up as Catholic and um, always felt like Jesus was my brother and um, my friend. And, um, but of course, as I was searching as a teenager, I wanted to know him more deeply and that kind of thing. And I didn't really have much understanding of the Holy Spirit. But um, what I came to hear about was that actually Jesus was, Jesus is like the, um, our father, our, our, like our true ancestor, like the second Adam. And actually the Holy Spirit uh, was supposed to, was, is coming as our mother. So when we, when we call on um, Jesus and the Holy Spirit, it's like mom and dad, dad and mom, you know. <laughs> and I thought that is just amazing. That is just amazing. And, of course, he was with us for such a short time. Um, and that's why, actually, he needs to come again because we, we need to sort of see, yeah, we, we are... Um, you know, we can be born again through this relationship with um, with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Jacinta, and good thoughts and uh, some interesting ones in there too because uh, not everyone will agree biblically that uh, the Holy Spirit would relate as a mother. But uh, what are your thoughts, Catherine? The, the names of God are very fascinating. Uh, El Shaddai actually means the breasted one. And, you know, I believe that that God represents to us the perfect picture of family. He created us male and female in his image. And I believe that uh, what the, the, the way that we relate on earth to mothers and fathers, mothers are often known for their comforting and, and love. And uh, so I believe there are definitely aspects of the, the mothering heart of God revealed uh, in the Trinity powerfully um, God is so glorious and so complete that he is perfect love. Perfect love. We we relate to father and mother on earth, and they are a reflection of who God is. God wants to be uh, our father, our mother, our brother. He wants to be everything, every relationship you could desire. He's spoken of as husband as well. And every relationship that we naturally desire is found uh, in its original and perfect form, I believe, in who God is. Jacinta from Melbourne, thanks so much for your call today. Let's take one more call. Graham is in Tasmania. Hello, Graham. Welcome along. Graham, are you with us? Graham's not with us. Uh, You can call us back if you like, Graham. We're running out of time, in fact, and just a few minutes left in our conversation, Catherine. If we were drawing some loose ends together today... Um, how would you like to see uh, people who are listening to us today uh, relate more deeply in this intimacy that we can have with the Holy Spirit? 
Well, the book of Proverbs says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all of your ways, acknowledge him. I believe as we start to acknowledge the Holy Spirit, to recognize that he wants to, uh, he is extending an invitation to fellowship. Uh, May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us. My prayer is that people would begin to acknowledge the presence of the Holy Spirit with him, to seek him to be filled afresh, that uh, we would begin to, to look at the scripture, not as something we're trying to measure up to, but as as a revelation of the identity that we now have, as as a mirror of who we are now in Christ, that as he is, so are we in this world, that we would lean on the Holy Spirit to begin to, to teach us about who the Father is, who Christ is, and who we are. That There's a beautiful prayer in Ephesians chapter 1, uh, that that the Lord would grant us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that we would know the hope of our calling, the riches of his glorious inheritance in us, the saints, and the greatness of the power toward us who believe. I believe the Holy Spirit wants to reveal God to us so that we can know him better, that we can trust him. He wants to reveal to us the value that we have to him in the earth and the excitement that the Father has about us walking the earth, clothed with the power of the Holy Spirit. And he wants us to know and understand the greatness of the power toward us who believe. And Catherine, we've been talking about your new book, Life with the Holy Spirit. Uh, when people get a hold of that, you take them through a journey, uh, your own experiences, uh, some of the things we've talked about today. Uh, people can get a hold of it. Uh, we mentioned uh, through anywhere you can buy good books and you can order online through Amazon. Uh, you can go to Kurong Books. You can get a hold of Catherine's new book. Uh, the book is going well. You mentioned you were in the U.S. just uh, these past this past week, I think, and uh, and opportunities there. And people are very, very hungry for a deeper understanding of this intimacy uh, with the Holy Spirit. Uh, this is one way where people can actually just start to get a, a grip on things and uh, all in one easy-to-read book. Yes, my hope is that people will really uh, grab a hold of this invitation to genuine relationship. And I talk about the practical ways that they can uh, interact with the Holy Spirit, but who the Holy Spirit is and testimonies of what that has, uh, the fruit that that has borne in my own life and what we are seeing, the, the amazing power of the Holy Spirit and what he can do. But above all, the joy of having intimacy with God, because intimacy, I believe, as Heidi Baker would say, brings fruitfulness. And it's out of that intimacy that God wants to birth your destiny and all the good works that he's laid up in advance for you to do. And uh, to mention too, before we have to say goodbye, your television show is called Glory City TV. It's uh, on television in various places around the world. Not everyone's going to be able to get it in their town, but they can actually access uh, Glory City TV via YouTube. That's right. If you just look up Glory City Church on YouTube or Catherine Ruanala, uh, we are uh, every week live streaming our Fridays night services and our Sunday services they're all archived there so you can hear the messages every week and we've got a a very large viewership there you don't have to watch at the right time it's all there archived and uh, and encourage you uh, to have a look and to listen because we delight to talk about uh, 
what it means to have relationship with with the Lord. Well, Catherine's book is called Life with the Holy Spirit, Enjoying Intimacy with the Spirit of God. Catherine, thanks so much for taking some time to talk to our listeners on 2020 today. It's been a delight and a joy. Thanks, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.